recording. Welcome to On the Spectrum Podcast. My name is Nick. And I'm Steve. And we are two human beings who do not presume to be experts in anything whatsoever, whatsoever. We're just two human beings who happen to be on the spectrum and we happen to sit in front of each other. So, hi, Steve. Hi. So, today's episode, um, I wanted to, well, kind of ask Steve, because he posted a video, okay, uh, uh, one of the reels or shorts or whatever service you're looking at, but he posted a video about vaccines. And before anybody goes nutty about that, it was not uh, like endorsing vaccines or the linked autism or the lack of linked autism or anything. But I really wanted to like ask Steve outright, like what brought you to make a video about it? Considering so many people in the community outright deny it. We all know it's not true. We all know that. So Steve, what kind of prompted you to make that video? Yeah. So when I posted the video on, um, it was TikTok. I posted it on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook Reels, and it got a lot lower amount of views than our videos normally do, or the Reels that I normally post. They usually get more views. I don't know what it's at right now, but let's say I normally get like you know one or two thousand views. Mm-hmm. It was at like sixty. Yeah, and I thought part of that might be the algorithm mm-hmm. because I had vaccines and autism together in the same uh, you know in, on the video as the yeah. hashtags. Uh, so I might have shot myself in the foot. But the reason I had brought it up, um, sorry, before I go into that, I think a lot of people would also might not want to watch the video because of what you, you pointed out. Right. If they see, oh, it's a video about vaccines and autism, I don't even want to listen to that. Right. I mean, literally straight up right on the front of it, the thumbnail itself says vaccines, autism, question mark. Yeah. I, I can only imagine the assumptions people are making about that. So the reason I brought it up is because I was on Twitter the other day. We have a Twitter account. I started using our Twitter account more often. Um, I've been posting our episodes on there and interacting with this autistic and neurodivergent communities mm-hmm. on t- Twitter. Uh, although what I found out, if you go into Twitter and you search autism, many of the top posts that come up are about vaccines causing autism. And I found out that some of that has to do with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the guy who's running for president. And... Uh, he's a vaccine autism guy. What? Yeah, yeah. He believes that vaccines are, yeah. He believes that there's stuff in vaccines that harm us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff on Twitter about vaccines and autism. And so the, when I made the reel, I was actually trying to to call out that people are sharing this stuff. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like me trying to debunk it as though like we've already been... We've already heard it a million times that, right. yeah, so it's not like it's something new. We know already that vaccines and don't cause autism. However, I was bringing it up mm-hmm. because of all the stuff on Twitter and I was surprised how prevalent it is. So like I have some stuff I can show you. This is one that I found that was being shared quite a bit. Well, so before you start the video, uh, I do want to point out if anybody would like to go to our Facebook page, Instagram, uh, TikTok, you can see the video Steve made. Now, we do not endorse it whatsoever in the fact of like we're we're not saying by any means that vaccines cause autism. Although, if you take a like the quickest little view of the front of it, it almost looks like that's what it's saying. Yeah. And no, it's not. Uh, And yeah, it is one of our lower uh, viewed videos. And I can kind of understand why. Um, but let's, let's find out this Twitter thing. Yeah. So this, this, this one right here, this one is, um, this one's not shared by a blue check mark, but a lot of them are. 
But this is the same video I had responded to this, debunk, mm. debunking this video clip. Right. But we can listen to it here. This is a video that's going around. A lot of people are sharing this. How many children or people are, are to like totally unvaccinated? Is that con like where where do you find? Is it just the uh, parents that stepped up and said? I would think that's a very small percentage because yeah, so many of us blindly followed, you know, uh, the recommendations to vaccinate children. Yeah, it's, uh, le it's less than one percent of the public. So uh, the Amish are a perfect example of a uh, large uh, group of people who are uh, largely unvaccinated. And there's no autism. We can't find an autistic kid who was unvaccinated. It's very, very rare in the Amish community. Very, very rare. You I, I just really like the lady's reaction, the one right over his shoulder. He said, we can't find an autistic kid in the Amish community. She's all like, mm -hmm, we look, mm -mm, we can't find none. Like, come on. Obviously that she's there because she supports this guy, whoever this guy is. But like. I don't know. The lady even behind her agrees with that lady and then with that guy at some point. I just. So apparently this guy. Just the notion. This of, guy's an anti-vaxxer type dude. Of course he is. And he's he, he if you look him up on Wikipedia, he comes up as a COVID-19 vaccine misinformation spreader guy. That's what he's listed uh, as. Vaccine uh, misinformation. Dude who listens and believes in stupid shit. Got it. So here, here he's talking about it. I, I posted a study below mm -hmm. this, the original tweet. I don't know what the original tweet is now, yeah. but whoever posted this originally, I posted under it because if you look at it, it says we can't find an autistic kid who was unvaccinated. Well, it's funny because I went on Google and I typed in um, unvaccinated autism. Mm -hmm. First study that came up was from Japan where when they started taking the MMR vaccine, they actually did a study the, the Japanese government temporarily banned the MMR vaccine mm -hmm. and scientists decided to study to see if there was a difference in the rates of autism. There was no difference. But I took that study and I shared it and under the original videos. So it's like, we yeah. can't find an autistic kid who was unvaccinated. There's plenty of unvaccinated kids who have autism. So yeah. that's fucking stupid. Well, because there's a ton of countries where they don't have MMR. And if they do have it, not everybody has access to it. But when you have like a trained professional actually look at some of these populations or go to some of these places and hang out with some of these folk, it, you see a lot of autistic folk. And when I say a lot, I don't mean like, you know, 60 or 80 percent of the population. I just mean you still see them, even in places that have like shit ass medical care. Well, <clears throat> so that, that was the first one. I saw this yeah. video I shared. I looked it up. I'm like, OK, well, I know I can easily debunk that. Let me find it. First yeah. study that came up. So it was like it. Two minute Google search. I found right. a study from Japan right. that um, is also the the study has been cited many times in like by the NIH and other okay. other it, groups. Important people that would yeah. actually know. But it was done. I believe it, it was funded by the Japanese government or something. But it was okay. It's a study that was done in Japan about vaccines and autism. Right. And they're saying no, there was no rate and change. Um, so, I put that in. I shared a screenshot of that yeah. study in my TikTok video. Right. Here's my question about autism, uh, uh, not autism, about the Amish. What Amish community is going to let you come in and do research and like evaluate their kids for autism? I don't know. Who, what what all, Amish community would let you do that? One, one of my friends pointed out that the Amish have a lot of genetic uh, genetic issues, genetic yeah. health issues, because hereditary, what, what do you call it? hereditary issues because right. of the fact that they in, interbreed so much. Uh -huh. It's a small gene pool, right? right? You're not mixing with other people. Right. So because they interbreed with each other so yeah. often, 
this sounds weird to say interbreed, but they, because they intermingle, they procreate with this within a small gene pool because cousins fuck a lot. They have a lot of hereditary issues. Oh, so it's funny that, oh no, they don't have autism, but they just, you right. Know, and just, they don't have any other, what did he say at the beginning? Horrible diseases or something like that. Or is that yeah. later in the video? ED, with autoimmune disease, oh, with Panda pans, with epilepsy, you just don't find any of these chronic diseases in the Amish. And you know, the U S government has been studying the Amish for decades. Um, you don't find any of those in the Amish, but you find a lot of other hereditary yeah. things. And again, when they go to the doctor, who do they go see? Do the Amish even go to the doctor? I don't know. You know, somebody once told me that you don't find cancer in the Amish. And that I would like, I don't know if that's true or not, but it always made me kind of question, like, would they actually find cancer in the Amish people? Because would the Amish even go to a, like, a hospital. I don't know. There was there was another video too that I was looking for. If yes. I can find it now. Is what what we so we actually had covered some of this in the video we recorded that I fucked up. Well, I I wasn't gonna bring that up. It's okay. So yeah. okay, everybody. We had technical issues when we decided to record the other day, which is why we had to put up the post uh, updating everybody that we actually said by today we would have another episode posted, but. We were trying to fix it. Uh, there were some technical issues going on. Um, actually, you couldn't hear me at all. So for some people who listen to the podcast, that might have sounded awesome to you. And for some people, I know you missed out. Eh. Uh, but we now have this some issues. This is the other one here. So this is another oh, one I saw oh, going around. Yeah, I really like this guy. But it's it's similar. It is. So this is another one on Twitter there. And going back to Vietnam, you don't... Vietnam doesn't have anything. There's no such thing as autism in 1975, year 2000, year 2001. There's no such thing. When Vietnam signed the WHO, when Vietnam signed into the International Monetary Fund, the banking system, Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation introduced the vaccination program into Vietnam. Now Vietnam has over a 300% rise in autism. Well, that was the video. Um, we, we, we talked about this before, and I really want to make sure I'm saying it one more time. Yeah. Because that does sound shocking. 300% rise in autism. Well, here's But again, if you diagnose yesterday one person, and today you diagnose three, that's like a 300% rise. Well, like, here's the funny thing. They didn't start... a. Until the 1990s, autism wasn't even a thing you could get diagnosed for in Vietnam. Right. They didn't start diagnosing kids for autism. They didn't recognize it as a disorder. Yep. So that's one of the reasons why kids didn't have autism is because they didn't diagnose anyone with autism. Right. It doesn't mean that there was no kids in Vietnam that didn't have autism. But they're trying yeah. to say that it, Bill Gates is trying to make everyone autistic right. or something. Or well, something. I well, the, the interesting thing about it is almost all of these people cite correlation, okay? They always cite correlative kind of information, right? They they never actually cite anything for real. Um, like that other guy talking about, well, you never find it in Amish communities. Yeah, but people also wouldn't be tested in Amish, Amish communities for majority of the stuff that they just pointed out. This guy saying um, it didn't get diagnosed in Vietnam until the vaccines got there no, it sounds like they got there in 2001, 2000, 2001, 
but they didn't start diagnosing until the 90s, which means most people didn't bring their kids to get evaluated for it. Yeah. It's kind of like in a lot of countries, actually, um, outside of the U.S., Canada, and Europe, most of the rest of the world, like, they got bigger de- things to worry about than whether their kids are, have autism or not, right? Like, there's a lot of things that wouldn't be. I mean, restless leg syndrome is something that's diagnosed here in the United States and other places, too. But for the most part, restless leg syndrome is really kind of a th- us kind of thing. And most of the rest of the world, I can't imagine they're diagnosing a whole lot of people in other countries with restless leg syndrome. Yeah. I mean, shit, half the people in the United States don't believe it exists either. Yeah. So you have restless leg syndrome, so. Well, I do sometimes, actually. Well, I don't know if I have restless leg syndrome. I just know I get restless legs sometimes when I go to sleep. And, like, they get all weird feeling and, like, as if I have to move them. Like, there's this really bad urge in them to move. I don't know. Uh, if anybody else has that feeling, if anybody else has had that sensation on their legs when they're sitting down for a while or they're laying down to go to bed, let me know. Let me know if I'm not alone. I'm pretty sure I'm not. I just think that we need to make sure we let everyone know that Bill Gates is trying to make all of the third world autistic. Completely. Everybody in the third world. If, that's you, become, if you join the WHO, your kids are going to have autism. That's just how it is. The, if you join the World Health Organization? Yeah. That's what they said, right? Yeah, WHO? I, um, I wanted to find that clip of that doctor. Which the, one? The doctor who was talking about how vaccines don't cause autism. Oh, God. That was a great video, too. I should have had it ready. but you, oh, know. you really should have. But anyway, oh, anyway, um, I will say, like, I can't believe that it has been, what, 30 years since that original douchebag uh, put out a study that was, you know, found to be false as shit. But yet he put it out. It's been like 30 years, I think, maybe even 40, maybe it was 30, 30 years. I don't know when it actually was, but it's been a long, long time and people are still talking about it. And the interesting part about it is nobody has presented anything new of information. People just say, well, isn't it interesting that now we're seeing it more? Yeah, but people are also getting evaluated for it more. I mean, shit. Like, more people are getting diagnosed with cancer now, too. Oh, yeah, and everybody's got something to say about that one. Well, there's more chemicals in our food. Well, I guess if you you go on Twitter, you can uh, help share some studies with these people who keep spreading all this misinformation. I'm just surprised that there's... They won't listen to it. I mean, we thought that like people stopped talking about vaccines and autism. I mean, for the most part, I think it's a small amount of people who actually think that. And apparently they all live on Twitter. But I didn't know it was a big thing on Twitter. And I think from what I saw, some of it might have to do with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's got like these weird ideas about um, food and certain chemicals that are in our food and, and in vaccines and in certain kinds of medicine. And Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, good for him. And he's running for president? Uh, yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. good. He, he's related to the other Kennedys that were completely out of their fucking minds, too? I have no idea. Okay. Because I think his dad was probably the only one that wasn't out of his fucking mind. Because his dad was the original Robert F. Kennedy who got shot after his father. I don't know. All right, he was big for civil rights. Was he, though? What his dad was, I guess. I think he's the same guy. I don't know. I don't know. And, and this is going to sound horrible, but if you've seen one Kennedy, you've seen them all. 
They all look kind of the same. You know, Teddy kills somebody. John F. Kennedy sleeps with Marilyn Monroe. I don't well, know why any of that had to do with anything. I don't know. I'm just I just know that it, Nick didn't need Bill Gates to make him autistic. I did not need Bill Gates. All I needed was my parents to have sex, and that made autism. <clears throat> it runs in your family. Uh, sure. Or maybe maybe it's like diarrhea, and it runs in your genes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, no, it, it's, it's actually kind of interesting, because up until... <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Not a long time ago, but maybe maybe 10 years ago, maybe somewhere around there. Um, didn't really know a whole lot about my mom's side of the family. And like she found out a lot more by reconnecting with people on Facebook and stuff like that. But like when me and her started thinking about or when she first proposed the idea of like me being autistic, uh, we didn't know that there was so much in our family of people who had bipolar, uh, depression, anxiety, um, I think schizophrenia too, and autism was in the family. We didn't really know all that. Um, I just thought it was kind of interesting. I mean, my son was first diagnosed uh, when he was wee itty bitty. So what do you think we should do to combat all this misinformation? Well, I actually think that it should not be part of a fight to – for us to do anything about, honestly. Um, I actually think that all of the misinformation against autism, yes, it can be hurtful to a degree, but I also think that we ourselves <clears throat> are actually doing more harm to our own community by not just fighting that because that that's something worth, you know, fighting against the misinformation to a degree, but we in our own community are are also telling each other, we're also invalidating each other. There's a large part of the community uh, for autistics that, like there's a lot of level ones that put down, demean, and almost ignore level twos and threes, okay? And they're shouting for representation and shit, but you know what? You have more of a voice than level two and threes do anyway. Um, and I I think fighting misinformation is good, but for us, we also have to all get on the same page with each other in the community. Like I, there are still people in the community who, who want to be called Aspies and Asperger syndrome. And I saw a post somebody made on, uh, TikTok cause I unfortunately do our TikTok stuff a lot. Um, and the, this young girl, she, she always talks about how outdated Asperger syndrome the term is and how nobody uses it in the community anymore. There's actually a lot of people. And, and I'm not saying a vast majority of uh, level one autists call themselves uh, Aspie. I know I used to refer to myself as being Aspie um, and Asperger syndrome. But there are still people who choose to identify that way. And they're the like I said, the young girl on TikTok, she's always kind of saying we don't use it anymore as a community. No, you and others that you agree with you don't use that term anymore and don't like that term. But there are still some people who find solace in that identity. Same thing with high function, uh, with function language, right? Some people say, oh, it's just hurtful to our community. But there are people who find solace in it. There are people who, who feel better knowing that they have this label and can identify themselves in this. And why not support them in feeling better about who they are? Because at least they're coming to terms with being autistic. And it is something, especially with being late diagnosed, 
you have to come to terms with it. Do you think it would be better well-received if we changed the name to Rump Burgers? Yes. I, I, I think Rump Burgers would be absolutely better. Yeah. 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 Maybe Bum Burgers. It sounds yes. funny, right? Tushy Burgers. I have mm-hmm. anal burgers. You motherfucker. Anal burgers is these. Uh, <laughs> it's just good. Um, I... So like when Sorry, it, it was to, actually a syndrome, right? Asperger's syndrome is yeah, what they it was, called it? it was syndrome. Yeah, it was a syndrome. What's the difference between a syndrome and a disorder? Uh, oh Shouldn't God. you know this? I used to. I used to know the exact separation between the two. <clears throat> um, if I remember correctly, uh, nope, nope. Couldn't even fathom a way to try to piece that through, man. Um I mean, honest to God, most people couldn't tell you the difference between a syndrome and a disorder anyway. I mean, both of them are a cluster of behaviors that we kind of lump together and say, hey, if somebody has majority of these things, then this is the thing they are or have, right? Same thing with cancer. It's same thing with the diagnostic criteria for cancer. Um, When you hit certain, you know, when they run certain medical tests and they find certain, you know, things, they automatically go, well, okay, it's cancer. Same thing with all diagnostic criteria and a syndrome and a disorder both have diagnostic criteria to them. And no, I don't want to go into validity of um, diagnostic criteria for behavioral fucking shit. But um, going back to what we were talking about, though, like I do. Were you just flashing our new cup to the screen? Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I do want to point this out. I I was going to save it till later, but I'm going to do it right now, and then we'll get back on topic. So, uh, Steve has a partner, and this partner was so nice and supportive for us that this person decided to get us on the Spectrum Coffee Cups, which, because I'm a shameless promoter, I'm going to do my promotion thing. You, too, can own on the Spectrum Coffee Coffee Mugs and support our mission to get information out there and to... Have others understand the experience of autism, uh, but you can you can go to our Facebook page and and you can order any kind of merch you feel like. Maybe a T-shirt. Uh, you want to promote the fact that you're on the spectrum, and well, you listen to our podcast. But I thought it was quite nice that uh, his partner decided to get us these cups for the show. I thought it was kind of awesome. It makes it look a little bit more professional, doesn't it? That's great. Anyway, back to topic. You Sorry. don't want to know the weird train of thought I just had. Probably I, not. I, I was thinking for some reason what you were talking about mm-hmm. with um, autism experience. Yeah. It made me think of the Jimi Hendrix experience. And then it made me think of like, what if our show was called the autism experience? And then we could do cups with like a Jimi Hendrix album cover. But like, are you experienced? But yeah. it's autism. <laughs> I don't know. That's me connecting a bunch of stupid dots in my head that don't need to be connected. All good, man. You yeah. know what I'm going to say to that? Tism. We also have Jean-Luc Picard chilling in the corner there. Yeah, huh? Jean-Luc right above my head. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we actually, we just bought this table. We just got some of the soundproofing stuff that you can see in the background. We got more on the other side, too. But we just set it up because, you know, we've been doing this for a little while. So we figured we might as well make it look a little bit more like we're doing a podcast. I'm sure people care. Well, somebody has to. Actually, I know full well my mom listens to this stuff, so I'm going to have to say, uh, Mom, uh, you're pretty sure – I'm pretty sure you care. So, look, we're making it look real. Ah, nice. 
Uh, anybody ever watched any of our previous episodes and I'm hoping you've watched all of them, but if you watch some of the other ones, you'll, you'll see usually the camera was like across Steve looking at me. Uh, we decided to kind of do it this way instead, which does look better. Don't you think? Yeah. Okay. That's what I suggested. I, I know this is actually the entire so, um, finisher idea. Autism. A film the other day. Oh yeah, what'd you watch? It was um, called Temple Grandin. <gasps> yeah, Did, never seen that, that before. Star that amazing person by the name of Claire Danes. It does. I'd never oh seen it God. before. I think it's on HBO. That yes, it is because that's on my watch yeah. list for tonight. HBO. Uh, so I gave it a watch. I'd never watched it before, uh-huh. and it was it was it's a pretty good movie. Um, I don't know how people who are like how I guess and I don't. Oops. I don't know if it's good for everybody or if I'm just saying that because I'm on the spectrum. Yeah, because you can identify some of the ways she behaves. Right. But I, I mean, from what I understand, though, it's an entertaining movie in general for anybody. Right. And it's it's inspiring. Oh. It tells a story of not her whole life, but a good chunk of her life. Um, but yeah, it was good. And I watched it um, also because we have... <laughs> we're actually meeting with Temple Grandin this Saturday. This is called a segue, and sir, that was so subtle. Yeah, that was like that was you walked right into that one. That was nice. Well, well, it's true. So I mean, yeah, we are actually interviewing her on Saturday. Yes, which should be hopefully much more entertaining than this right now. What are you talking? Why are you pointing that out (laughs) while we're all like we're recording currently, and you're pointing that out? Although I actually do appreciate, and I am going to point that out. I don't want to. It reinforce that behavior, but I'm going to it anyway. I actually do appreciate that you brought that up because we're making this conversational, and I really like that. I actually well, I, don't want this to be too. I hope that people who are listening, yeah. I, I don't want them to. If anybody's listening right now, which they're not, but they will after I post yeah. this. Yeah. Um, if they're going to lose interest when we start talking about too much personal stuff, so no. You know, I mean, but. honest to God, this is about lived experience. It's about me and you and our opinions about things. And weirdly enough. There's enough people who have been listening that they kind of dig what we do. So anyway, the temple thing. I will say I did do a couple of posts on Facebook. Uh, I did one on Facebook and one on the Instas. Or was it two on Facebook? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I did a f- post on Facebook and I only got one response so far to it. Yeah. And uh, the person basically just kind of wanted to – well, wanted to ask Temple about uh, – Something she said about uh, procreation or something like that, or or about us, um, and and like it doesn't fit into what we're going to talk about with her. But uh, so I'm probably not going to use it. It was just it was interesting that because initially the person said, "Hey, uh, can I ask something provocative?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, whatever you want to do. Like, go ahead, say anything you want." And uh, the person gave like this big long thing. I mean, it's well thought out. Uh, obviously the person, you know, and they weren't critiquing something she has said or whatnot, but wanted her to elaborate on kind of some of her opinions, uh, about, um, I don't know. I think parenting was involved or rearing kids or something, but, uh, we are going to talk to her and what are you like most interested to find out from temple? Um, well, I wanted to t- touch into the what I don't know if I'll, how deep I want to get into this right now because we're going to talk to her on Saturday but uh I I really want to talk to she she talks about there's three different 
types of brains or three different ways of thinking mm -hmm. primarily and they overlap uh but they're depending on how you think um will affect what you can do in school and career uh-huh and that's kind of what she, she wants to talk about and i i'm kind of interested in the, like what she would do to cater to different types of brains like mm. the way different ways that people think i mean uh the the topic's going to be about educate education and employment right yeah uh i'm actually really interested to find out because she's a professional she's a person that's been working for a very long time even long before autism was ever included in the ada yeah. And she's been working for a long time in like as a professor and stuff. I'm actually interested to find out how she's gotten along this. You know what I mean? How she's gotten through because long before autism was ever counted under the ADA long before bipolar. I mean, cause that's something that I'm always interested in finding out. Like how did people survive prior to nowadays uh, living with different things, you know, mental health issues. I will want to ask her about that. Like how, how did you, Prior to being able to ask for accommodations, how did you get through your day? How did you get through having your meltdowns and, and burnouts and all of those kind of things? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and maybe she can offer some advice to me and you. Because I know me and you at times kind of struggle with both those things. Yeah. And I'm, I was really glad that she got back to us and she decided to do it. I know, so quickly, too. Yeah. It was great. Our little podcast. Our happy dappy podcast. And yet she's going to be on it. Oh my God. So I think we should do a poll this week. Mm -hmm. what, what's the new term for Asperger's? Because we can't use Asperger's anymore. It's offensive. So because the guy was a Nazi or something. So yeah, he was a Nazi doctor. Um, I, I think you've got a good idea. I think you've got a great idea. Aspie supremacy. Un unfortunately, far too many people in our community want to deny the levels of severity for people in our community. And, and one of the reasons why it's important to identify that is because then we can identify who actually needs help, who needs more support than another. And we need to be able to identify that to be able to allocate funds for it, to be able to focus on what we need to focus on. But far too many people just want to say, well, you know, everybody on the spectrum is different. And relatively speaking, we are but there's got to be a way to ha identify needs and issues. You can't just say everybody individually, you know, eh. well, I mean, I guess you can, but I think you've got a point there. Like we need to be able to identify those people in that demographic of our community. So getting a new term would be a good idea. I mean, I was saying it as a joke, but we can actually do it. I, I actually think it would be a worthwhile idea. It's uh, we're going to call it Skittles. 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 I have Skittles. Taste the fucking rainbow. I have level one Skittles. Uh, <clears throat> level one Skittles? Yeah. yeah is that the green ones or the red ones? Well, I am excited about Baldur's Gate coming out because then I can finally get past level one. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've made the joke before. I think I've said it in an episode, but I'm going to say it one more damn time. The first time I read level one, two, and three autism, I kept thinking, how am I going to gain experience to get to level three? Like, that's right. and then I understood a little bit better what it meant, but still like, I don't know. That's the, that's the language I'm having the hardest time wrapping my head around. Like I really am. Things evolve, Nick. I, yeah, language say, changes. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say evolve. I'm going to say people just don't want shit that makes them feel bad. And that's up to them to decide whether it makes <clears> them feel bad or not. 
Well, I personally know that your daughter is very offended by the language we use. So yeah, my daughter didn't give a rat's fuck what people call her, and I love her for it. Oh, for those for those who have no idea, she's on the spectrum too. She's a level two, uh, and she doesn't care what you call her. In fact, she's probably not paying attention to you. So she she's gone past you. She has more experience. Yeah, she has more experience in the world of autism than I do. That's why. Are she's there some level new two. skills you unlock once you hit level two? Uh, yes, I think one of those skills is power scripting. Oh, okay. Power yeah, scripting. power scripting. That girl can script like all hell. Yeah. Um, it, have you ever have you ever heard the uh, um, what time is it? It's time for lunch. No, it's from the Bubble Guppies, and like, what the fuck is a Bubble Guppy? It's it's a cartoon. It's a kids' cartoon. Okay, it's a kids' cartoon. And they're like underwater, and I think I thought she just liked Peppa Pig. No, she loves an assortment of stuff. But anyway, on on this one thing, <clears throat> she'll rewatch this one video, and it's a segment of a video. And this like adult character will say, "What time is it?" And all the kids will be like, "Lunchtime." Oh no, it's time for lunch. What time is it? It's time for lunch. And you'll hear Becky just walking down the hall saying that while her tablet is playing. So yeah, that that happens quite often. Are you looking it up? I was trying to find something. Oh, oh. Trying to no. hit on something important there. I'm I was sorry. still hoping I could find that clip. I I dinged I dinged my headset into the mic. Thank you. You're welcome. So Twitter is yes. a cesspool of yes, Twitter, vaccine well, information. Come on, let's be honest though. Every single social media website has a a section of it, a grouping of people that are not the best people in the world to listen to um and and i will say even in our own community even on uh tism talk uh well i guess it's autism tiktok whatever that community of people there are some folks who who here we go right are, here. are mean well but are not doing gr- what the hell are we looking at this person liz churchill unofficial queen of the what does that say economic forum World yeah. Economic Forum. Of the World Economic Forum. Yeah. All these people cause uh, autism, apparently. Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg. There we go. Is she serious? It, is she serious? She's saying all these people are responsible for autism. Is that Fauci in the bottom corner? Yeah. Oh. You know, the COVID vaccine, apparently, or something. I don't know. Oh. Uh, yeah, well, all right. Here we go. Rain Man. Um, yeah. So what are we, where are we going here? Sorry. I was fixated on trying to find that stupid. You really are. You are super focused on trying to find that one damn video. So So, when he finds it, he will post it either on our Facebook page, on our TikTok somewhere, he will put a link up and anybody who listens to this episode and you're like, I badly need to know what it is that Steve is all fixated on. You can watch it. Okay, and we will oh, make sure you have that. An old one uh, from C-SPAN. Oh. Of vaccines and right. autism. Okay, okay. Is it just me, or are all these people who are trying to fight the tism there, uh, they all look like they got the tism? Honestly. Like that that balder, balding gentleman who just had the hair wrappy around his ears there, uh, he, he could have the tism. There you go. Oh, God. Oh, God. This is some... Some grade A science right here. No, it's not. It's fucking yes. bullshit. Ten vaccines given to U.S. babies. <laughs> 1983 autism rates were one in 10,000. Yes, for a whole lot of social reasons. No, what are you doing? Go back up. Oh, sorry. I actually want to read this fucking thing. 
what does it say? 36 vaccines? Oh, 36 vaccines given to U.S. babies in 2008. Autism rates are 1 in 150. Yeah. I don't know about that. I, I knew autism rates would be different than that. 2013, 46 vaccines given to U.S. babies. Autism rate is 1 in 88. I'm sure that the math there works out, even though there's a lot of other things that account for those differences, even if those numbers are true. Yeah. Uh, the fact Th- there's there's so many things, dude. There's they diagnose so differently nowadays. Yeah. I mean, it's been for like the last 15 years. There's been a little bit different of a diagnosis. I mean, there's a reason why you and I were late diagnosed. Yes. People didn't pick up on it. Straight up in the 1980s. I was born in 1980 itself, right? When I was growing up, I would have never been looked at as somebody who has autism. Why? Because I'm a little bit more social. I'm a little bit more, a little bit higher masking, low support needs. I don't know, high functioning um, Asperger's syndrome. But a lot of us weren't taught, like a lot of us, not caught, a lot of us weren't diagnosed with autism until much later on because some of the milestone things they were looking for didn't happen for us uh, or or some of the, the quote unquote normal milestones for development happened for us, sometimes yeah. a little late, but not drastically late. And then some of the behavioral stuff they were looking for, and I do agree with some people in the community's critique of the the what they're looking for because a lot of what they're looking for is outward expressions, observable expressions of behavior. They're not looking for internalized stuff. And obviously yeah. you can't necessarily look for internalized stuff. I mean, you have to be old enough to be able to communicate that. And some of us are not the best at communicating. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I'm great at communicating. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm, I'm going to say that's it. Cause b- Hold on. Let me ask you a question, okay? Because this actually came well, up. It's all in, of the heavy metals, man. Yeah. Well, I'm, let me ask you a question because I, I just came across this on TikTok and it kind of threw me off a little bit is um, so somebody, and I don't remember exactly what video I was watching, but I was watching a video and the person actually said, we don't have social deficits as autistic people. We, we don't have social deficits. That's other people imposing that on us. We don't have problems or issues. And that like... I don't agree with that statement because I do think that, you know, people in general who are autistic, we do have social deficits. Um, and I, and I understand that that might be from like an ableist point of view or whatever the fuck that actually means, uh, that kind of point of view. But what do you think? Do you actually think, do you think autistic people do have social deficits? I think for the most part, yes. Yeah. Like I've never met somebody. Depends on what you mean by deficit. Well, yeah. Depends on what you mean by autism. Well, I mean, I, I play semantic game here. Yeah, exactly. Um, please do. Cause I love the semantic, but game. I would say by my definition, yes. But even with the two of us, right? We yeah. are both on the spectrum. We're both decently intelligent human beings. We are both decently educated human beings, uh, relatively speaking. And the two of us have communication issues with each other. Like, no, never. and not just, communication issues like any human beings are going to have when they first get to know each other. Like we've hung out and worked together and done projects with each other for six and a half years now. I think it's more than that, but okay. I'm going to go with chronologically. I can't tell time, but anyway, for a, a bunch of years we've been working together and yet we still have a problem interpreting what the other person is saying at times. Yeah. Cause you're wrong all the time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. So, I just find it interesting because like 
this person was saying that no, we don't have social deficits because when we're with other autistic people, they understand us. And I gotta say, like, autistic people misunderstand each other. I mean, all people kind of misunderstand each other, but even once we get to know each other really, really well, we still misunderstand one another. Because I think I think it's it's harder for us to. Sorry. Oh, that's the video. Okay, yeah. I'll stop. Good. No, so I apologize for uh, being a dog on a bone. Yeah. But I found this stupid. Th- so this was one. The guy Steve Kirsch, who's this vaccine like uh, mis misinformation dude. Mm-hmm. Um, he was. He's sharing this, and he says, "Okay, they admit they can't say vaccines don't cause autism, but they say it anyway. It doesn't get any better than this." And he's saying it as though it's a, it's an it's a win, or he's owning. Yeah, them it's or a gotcha moment. Them. Although, if you listen to the actual video, this is hilarious. Wait, wait, wait. Downsize that. Downsize that. I just want to point this out. There you go. Okay. So, I just want to point this out that uh, we were talking, this Kirsch guy is the one who was talking about Amish people. And the picture directly below the one you're about to do is Amish people. I just oh. think that's fucking hilarious, the coincidence of that. Anyway, let's let's go to the video. The burden is now on those who want to show the connection to come up with evidence, rather than conversely, where good efforts have been made again and again and again with no connection. So, no, it wouldn't bother me. And I think in the battle in the public arena, this isn't a fight about uh, statistical significance. It's a fight about who's going to capture... Uh, the ears of the doubters and the hesitators. And I think uh, in that ward, one has to say not just the bulk of the evidence, the preponderance of the evidence. I think you have to say there's no link. Yeah, you know, that's exactly, and Allison's point is the right one. The scientific method, in the scientific method, you formulate a, a hypothesis, um, and that hypothesis is not all hypothesis. You can either reject it or not reject it. You can't accept it, which is to say you can never prove never, which is to say you can never really say MMR doesn't cause autism. But frankly, when you get in front of the media, you better get used to saying it, because otherwise people hear a door being left open when a door shouldn't be left open. Because mm-hmm. right. I mean, they're the dumb. Coca-Cola doesn't cause autism either, but... We just don't happen to be having that particular fight yet. Um, so, you know, I would love to be involved in that fight. You're in a debate. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more so the, uh, the new Coke you know, caused autism. That's why yeah, they that's canceled it. it. Yep. It went back it. to the original recipe. I think yeah. That you can yeah, it was clear Pepsi. The scientists yeah. looked and looked and looked throughout the world everywhere and didn't find it. Probably not there. It's not, we're not in a situation where it yeah, has It's not like there's one so study, there's been multiple studies no, about it. it like there. every year, there's pretty much a study. You leave that door open and people run through it. I mean, I, I don't well, know. Of course they do, because every human being thinks they're fucking smart, even though most of us are not that really. So that I think it's funny smart. that he did exactly what Steve Kirsch was sharing. He was saying, ex- saying exactly what the doctor was saying he was yeah. going to do, like leaving that door open, because you can never say. Right. You don't have any evidence to suggest that it proves autism. Right. So you can never say 100% it doesn't. But there's no evidence to suggest that. Right. But that's how science works. There, in fact, is no evidence to support that it does. And yet there's a ton of evidence to support that it doesn't. Or there's evidence to suggest that it doesn't really have that much of an impact, at least. Right. Because of the studies that have been done where you show... People who are vaccinated versus mm-hmm. unvaccinated and the rates are the same. And the rate, yeah. But it's, there's also the human element where a human being is doing the diagnosing uh-huh. and 
the methods of diagnosing have changed over the years, right? So yes. depending on like, there's lots of kids who go undiagnosed. So do we ever know exactly how many no. autistic no. adults or kids are out there? No. And, and we're not going to, especially when there are doubters. I mean, yeah. doubters to this actually prevent people from being diagnosed appropriately because I mean, as of right now, so Steve, in this area, as of right now, there's only like four or five people who are actually able to diagnose autism. Yeah. And I've been told by several people in the area that like, even when you ask your PCP for a referral for it, they're being denied. Even yeah. in this area, and we live in one of the states in the U.S. where, like, we're as mental health friendly as possible. Like, we're we're one of the largest mental health, you know, services states there is in the United States, and yet we still have a bunch of doctors who are like me. And part of that comes from the doubting of things. You know, part of that comes from, uh, well, I don't think you would get any benefit from knowing. Well, but that's not up to you to decide. Right. You know? Well, Nick, I, I appreciate you indulging me and in watching this video again about um, Coca-Cola causing autism. Yeah, I, I dig this video, actually. I, I think just kind of how glib this guy is. And he's like, look, I can't say never, but I have to say never. Right. I'm saying like, it's irresponsible of them to not say that. Right. What he's saying. Right. Because then you leave it open for somebody to be like, what? but a little bit. No, not at all. So I will be more careful when I post things in the future on TikTok mm. and on Facebook and on Instagram. And, and I don't, and, I, and I've told you this before, like I don't have a problem with the way you posted it. Well, I don't have a problem with the video itself. It's, it's just the wording initially in that thumbnail. Yeah. Probably. I not. didn't think that I didn't think people would have necessarily have the reaction that they did. Right. So, it, but I was trying to shine a light on, People right. saying all this stupid shit on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, the interesting part about that is like, it's not that you got a negative, you know, reaction to it. It's that there was no reaction. Right. Yeah. And a lot of your videos, and you're absolutely right. Majority of the ones you post of you giving some opinion or, or asking questions to somebody, um, most of them do pretty well. Yeah. And, and it's just that one has like, I think it's a hundred, a hundred views on TikTok. Right. I think, I think so. Hey, at least it's doing better than my uh, Temple Grandin announcement. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> well, I think it's it's about that time. Yes. So absolutely. Um, if you think Coca Cola causes autism, let us know. Mm. Uh, I'm also working on batch 2.0 of the autism cure. Yes. I, it turns out that if the if the positive effects were only temporary, Nick has started to revert to his old behavior. I I, I have started to eat glue yet again. Yeah, no, it's not the glue I'm worried about, but it's all the other things that's in the glue. Mm. Well, we have the new batch includes the includes Coca Cola, yes, Pepto Bismol, as it should. Uh, there's some ground coriander in there. <laughs> there's always uh, some weird shit you grind <laughs> up in it. Didn't you? Didn't you put rose quartz in the first one? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So yes. anyway, it's going to be very expensive because you need pure sapphire. Yes, that's that's what it's going to be. <laughs> it's just a way for us to make money, I guess. And apparently, soybean oil. And soybean oil, yes. absolutely. I've been seeing that study going around again, saying that soybean oil, <sighs> and they're saying, oh, you can eat tofu and stuff, but soybean oil messes with your hypothalamus. Uh-huh. Um, did, did you see somebody's response to that? And I, and I don't want to take long talking about this. Did you see one person's response to it? On uh, I think it was on TikTok. I think it was on TikTok. I don't know. But their their response was um was you can't spread these kinds of lies. Soybean oil does not cause autism. And somebody responded with, that's not what he said. And like, come on. 
It's Did somebody who just reads the, the title of the yeah, video. That's it. That's it. He doesn't actually. I put soybean oil causes autism question mark. Yeah. Because, well, nobody saw the question mark there, guy. By the way, that's twice that you put <clears throat> a tagline and a question mark and people I thought it would it. pique someone's interest, but apparently people just read it and don't actually listen to the video. Well, of course not. Because I, I didn't make this up. There was actually a study. And, yeah. But anyway. No, right, and you so, did. Um, so uh, please stick around for the next episode. Uh, our next episode is with Temple Grandin. We yeah. are going to record it on Saturday. We're going to post it most likely on Monday, uh, this coming Monday which will be July 17th. Yes, July 17th. Uh, and we will post it that day or Tuesday or the day after. One of the two of them. But it'll be a really cool episode. We're going to talk about education. We're going to talk about employment. We're going to talk with Temple Grandin, who happens to have one of the probably biggest, most recognizable names in uh, autism. Uh, and if you disagree with what I just said, you know what? Nobody else in autism has a movie named after them. She does. So... Uh, although that should probably not be my standard of big names and anything, but eh, it is. So thanks, Nick. You're welcome. Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye.